Good morning, everybody. This is Tony Butler. I'm joined with Bob Papadude Fitness. Good morning, Bob. How are you today? Good morning, Tony. Another beautiful morning out here. You know, I just I reflect back a little bit before we get started. Uh, we've had another major hurricane come through, and uh, yeah. in Puerto Rico, and we've got a number of clients in Puerto Rico, and uh, I just can't imagine that whole island's without power, uh, and and it may be several months. So uh, we just want to uh, reach out. Uh, maybe they're not listening today, but because uh, they've got lots going on, but our other. Uh, Folks that uh, take care of infrastructure certainly are, are concerned about them, and uh, we want to wish them wish them the best. Absolutely. I know it's a tough time for them right now. Yep. So I know th- this morning what we're going to talk about, and, and one of the things that, that we wanted to spend some time on uh, was budgets. Uh, before we get started, though, I have a question for you, Bob. Maybe you know the answer, maybe you don't. But this year, 2017, the American Society of Civil Engineers has given America's infrastructure a grade. Do you know what that grade is? Well, first of all, i got to ask you, what kind of grading system are they using? <laughs> the grading systems are changing these days. Yeah, right? it sure is. Uh, uh, I don't really know, but maybe uh, at the end of this, we could take a few guesses and see and share it with folks? What do you say? Absolutely. Let's do that. I I think it's important to talk about because, of course, the folks who are listening to this podcast can make a contribution to our infrastructure. And it really kind of goes along with what we're going to talk about today. Mm -hmm. So uh, how do you get the funding for what you need? And have you ever been told no (laughs) when you went and asked for something? Did you ever ask for more money? I just can't imagine somebody saying no, but maybe it happens out there. Um, it it happened to me. Okay. It happened to me, uh, more than once. Probably to all of our listeners at one point or another. Yeah. And probably there's probably more, uh, in the no category than the yes category. Yeah, I, I agree, which is why this is an important topic to talk about and bring up. I know you mentioned you've been told no before. Uh, you have a lot of experience. You've also been told yes, a lot of times. So I want to talk about those times and I'm interested to hear about your experience and how you were able to get um, you know, requests for budgets approved, or how you protected your budget, how you justified your staff, all the problems that a lot of the folks that we talk to day in and day out are dealing with. And it's, it's really how do you move somebody from a no to a yes. Yeah. Particularly when you ask uh, for money, usually in our own homes, the first, uh, our personal budgets, the first is we can't do that, no. <laughs> and uh, then how do, you, how do you kind of finagle around and tell the story that uh, it really comes back to be a yes, okay, let's do this. Um, you know, I think one of the, the main things, Tony, that we don't do very well in uh, as facility managers, as directors, as those that are consuming large pots of money is really understanding the whole budgeting process, where that money comes from, the justification, and all of the other things that are out there that are vying for that same bucket of money. Right. You know, the, the facility infrastructure and things, it's only a piece of the organization's overall responsibility. So how do you how do you go get a piece of that that really supports the end goal of what the organization is doing? Right. The organization has finite resources, right? And so each department, every need is competing. Which one's more important? What is what is the problem that we need to fix? And so that's you know, they're trying to figure out what's a priority. So how do we make ourselves a priority? You know, when, when if you look in the healthcare, for instance, the healthcare organization is there to help people get better mm-hmm. physically, mentally. They're not there to paint hallways or replace flooring in a hallway, right? right? 
And uh, so how do you get those monies when, it's com- when you're competing for other dollars? And I think that uh, in the infrastructure, one of the things that facility managers really need to know, first of all, is what the end goal of the organization is all about. If it's schooling, it's uh, education, right? How do we how do we get our kids out of there with uh, a higher level of confidence in their education experience, that they uh, can have the very best opportunities in life? If it's in uh, our local and state government, how are people uh, protected? How are they del- have water delivered to them safely? Uh, how do the roads infrastructure? How does it bring new people into the into the tax base into the community? If it's in healthcare, how do we get people better faster and get them out of there? And in just so many ways, you know, what is the end the end result? So I think first of all, if you understand what you're there for, and you sell and present your ideas based on that, that really helps you get those dollars. Right. Every organization uh, that's that's established has some sort of mission statement. So aligning your goals, your plan, uh, your vision with with that vision definitely sets you off on, in the right direction. Yeah. So I think that's uh, that's key. And I think you we we all need to step back for a moment and say what are we what are we about as mm-hmm. an organization? And once you do that, then the I think the the next key is who you're going to be asking for money. Who do, you, who do you have to present to? Who gives the authorization to put X number of dollars or additional headcount into your organization uh, in order that you want to do those things that you have laid out to do? Right. A lot of times we just talked about mission and alignment with that mission, but also the people who are making the decisions. I know a lot of times uh, when it comes to the folks I'm talking to, it seems like the decision maker is in a different world. Right. They don't necessarily understand the importance of what we're doing and why we're doing it. But realize when we talk about uh, why this is important and we align our interests with the interests of the mission, remember they're in charge and they care about the outcome. They care about the people that they're impacting. They have some skin in the game and they want the organization to, to be successful. A lot of times the, the people that we have to sell and convince we have an F in our name, facilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to go to, uh, to another F, which is finance. <laughs> Uh, you know, we're going to talk about grading a little bit later. Right. Uh, I hope the infrastructure is not an F, but uh, we have to go to the other F. We have to go to finance. And I think a lot of times we just don't understand their role. You know, the, the old uh, Indian proverb, walk a mile in, in uh, mm-hmm. my moccasins. And a lot of times you we don't uh, do a very good job of just saying to the finance person, to the person that's really setting out this budget, let's go sit down. And tell me what is important. How do you make your decisions on how you allocate money? What are the things that you need from me as a facility director to be able to just lay out there and say, when if I come to you for a proposal, what's important? What are the things that really will help me help you to understand what I'm trying to do? So let's let's break this down real quick. Really, what you're saying is it just boils down to having a conversation with the other F, the finance folks, to understand what they're looking for, what they need. Really, again, just asking them questions about what's important to them and, and how they're trying to allocate funds. Yeah, and I, I think it's it's uh, reasonable to really try to understand that there, in most organizations, there is not unlimited funds. And do we hardly ever talk to a client that says, uh, Funding is not an issue. I mean, it is, right? Yeah, it's and, always an uh, issue. And headcount is always an issue, and we always want to do more. And 
So I think it's just really, really important for us to, uh, to understand what is the decision-making process. And then I think after that, usually, particularly with our public sector folks, and even private, that idea usually has to be sold to somebody else, even other than finance, even if they believe it. And so what's the story you put together? I had a situation one time we had uh, at the school system, we had a new, uh, a new board member come on and she wanted to understand what was going on in the, uh, in the maintenance department. Mm-hmm. And so what I did was I really, I tried to understand who she was. It was gonna be a one-on-one conversation and she set this up and I, there were some certain things that I wanted to uh, really communicate to her. And so I kind of looked, I knew a little bit about her background, but I did a little bit more study on who she was, some of the decisions she'd made on the board already. And then I knew that she had been a firefighter at one time. And so we had been starting a, an infrared scanning program and I wanted some additional resources for that. Mm-hmm. And when I presented to her, I had a real interesting presentation about what our guys had done, what they had found, what they had avoided in cost up front by implementing this infrared scan program. And she was just kind of blown away. Uh, and it was like, oh, I know about those. You know, we used to use those in the fire department and uh, finding hotspots and stuff. And so it was really kind of know your audience, right. know who you're going to go present to, understand what they're thinking about right now and I always think it's a good idea whether it's in uh, in state and local government and in schools whatever try to find out what the hot buttons are going on in the organization right now and try to how can what I'm doing and what I'm recommending help alleviate or promote one of those things whether it's alleviate a problem that they're trying to solve or promote a, a solution that they're trying to to get get buy-in with so just in your case, again, taking a little effort um, to learn about who you're speaking to and what's important to them and then what's important and what's happening in the organization yeah. today. And so I think, you know, once you understand those and you make it more about them mm-hmm. as opposed to this is what I want to do, I always say if you go in saying I feel or I think, my belief is I know you're going to come out with a no. Right. <laughs> And because uh, it's it it's, has to do more uh, not about feeling and thinking, that but it it has a lot to do with data and dollars and cents and how you can uh, promote the overall goals of the organization. Do we want to get kids educated and graduated on time? What does this require from me uh, as a facility director? We want to have citizens that are not, uh, we want to reduce our citizen complaint by X number over the next year. How do we do that? Right. And what do we, what do, we do? Yeah, because that would be one of their focus, their goals, their mission. And so you're aligning what you're trying to do with what their focus and their goal is. Again, yeah. speaking their language, knowing who they are, and presenting your information or data uh, in that same way. You know, we have a client out in New Mexico uh, John DeFay. If anybody uh, anybody wants to go to their website, you can see his report. But uh, I had a chance uh, uh, a few months ago to spend a little time with John out in Albuquerque. I was out there on a business trip and called John and I said, hey, let's go to breakfast one morning. And uh, so we went out to breakfast. I uh, had a great conversation with him. He shared with me his report. And if you go to the Albuquerque Public School website and you go to their M&O department, you can find 
their annual report. And every year John does uh, an annual report. And, and Tony, I brought a copy of it here this morning. It's a, uh, I don't know, it's a 140 page document. It's hefty. But it is just packed full of all of the things that his department does. And he describes this not only in a data format and and uh, he will tell you right off, data is king. It's all about the data, presenting the data. But he also has some very interesting pictures in here of things that his department does on a daily basis that people don't even even uh, recognize or see. You know, here's a picture of people removing graffiti and they try to get graffiti in the school system. You try to get graffiti off the walls immediately mm -hmm. and usually people don't see it. You know, there's pictures of, as we talked about earlier, uh, infrared scanning. And there's a, there's a neat picture in here about a big uh, rattlesnake that uh, their pest control people had to, con people don't see that, you know, and they right. don't. So what he's doing is telling his story, both with data graphically and with pictures of things that they're doing. So he's, clo he's closed the perception gap. He right. has. You mentioned graffiti. We try to take it down before people even see it. Right. So no one even knows that we were there and we've done that work. Um, and it goes sight unseen. So again, no one ever sees it. We're out of sight, out of mind. Yep. So John just does a fantastic job. Uh, you say a 140-page uh, document with lots of graphs and, and pictures and stuff. Boy, that would take a lot of work. Yeah, it probably does. But it really pays off in the end. The interesting thing about this, the story that kind of the backstory about this John told me that last year, the board came to him and said, and their finance people came and said, across the board, we have to do X percentage of a, uh, a deduct across the board with your budgets. There was another budget deficit, and they said, we just have to do this. And so John went in, he'd, he'd produced his report, he had his report submitted and out to him prior to that. <laughs> the timing is everything, right? right. And uh, then he goes in and he says, uh, okay, here's where I can cut. And the board almost immediately turned to him and said, John, there's no way we're taking money out of maintenance and operations because we know how you spend it. We know what you do. And the things are too important to the success of our education process for us to cut anymore. You've already taken lots of cuts over the years. We're not cutting. And turned to the rest of the leaders in the room and said, John's portion has to come from you. So other leaders mean who else had to give up their budget the, dollars when John didn't? The, technology? Technology, the education department, athletics, you know, all the ones that we normally say, well, they get all the funding. They, uh, they, they get whatever they ask for. But John has done such a great job of telling his story, presenting it in a way that people see the breadth of what he does on a daily basis with his organization and how he really is fiscal responsible for the money that they've already given him. Bob, how long has, has John been doing this report for the board, do you know? John's been doing it uh, about uh, six or seven years now. Okay. And uh, they now have a track record with it. Right, so very and, consistent uh, message yep, too. Yep. And uh, he publishes it online, and then he publishes it in a hard copy for them. Fortunately, he's got a printing group there that he can get it printed, uh, which maybe all of our folks don't have. But you can get it online. And, and uh, Well, everyone has PowerPoint. Yep. Right? For the most part, if you don't, there's Google, uh, Google Sheets, Google Slides. There's a way to create uh, reports and share this information with the people who need it. 
and you can get it to them before the meeting. But having a consistent message and a methodology in which you approach this data and how you share it is hugely important. You know, when we talked about uh, a little bit ago about understanding what the organization is about, if you look at the, the cover on John's uh, report, and the title is Maintenance and Operations Year-End Report, but he has a couple key words up here. It's preserving schools, supporting academics, it's about kids. And so what this says is John gets why they're there, right? Right. And uh, I think that's really key. It's not just about painting walls and putting up new doors and, and replacing windows. It's about the activity that's going on within the property that they're uh, working on. Right, and about the people that it impacts, right? Those yep. kids and their lives and uh, all those things uh, help mold and shape how they view their experience at the school. Yeah. You know, we talk about this and, and uh, we, we want to help our folks move from a no to a yes. Are you always going to get a yes? Probably not. I never always got a yes, but the more likely that if I had all of the data and I told the story in the proper context, then the likelihood of moving from a no to a yes was much higher than just staying at a no. And at least, if nothing else, you educate and you build on for the next time. That's where I think that consistent uh, approach comes into play. Yep. You're educating them, uh, you get to build on it time after time. I mean, no one makes 100% of the shots that they take. So right. you're going to get some no's, but as long as you get more yeses than no's, then you're moving in the right direction. So if you make it about what what you're trying, what the organization's all about, mm -hmm. and how you tie into that, and you know what that what the goal of the organization is, uh, much better success in in presenting your ideas and knowing who you're presenting to. If you're presenting to a finance person, uh, you know you do it in a way that might be different than selling it in an emotional setting of, oh, if you don't do this, the roof is going to collapse on the kids kind of thing. That's aggressive, uh, Bob. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, well, I know we're, we're coming to an end here. There's probably a lot more we can talk about. Uh, but America's infrastructure gray. Any thoughts on that? It's not an F. It's not an F. So that's a good, that's a good thing. Well, can I move it up to one one grade level? Because we hear about this all the time, about the horrible condition that our schools are in, our, our roadways, our bridges, and so forth. Uh, I'm probably guessing maybe it's a D or D minus. It's, it's definitely a D. A D. And I think a, a D plus is where it's at today. So in 2017, they gave us a, a grade of a D plus. Um, the reason I think it's important to think about and talk about, again, is just Everyone that's listening to this podcast can contribute to that to that particular issue, right, in a positive way. And it starts with us getting budget approved, explaining why it's important to do what we're doing, and, and again tying that back to the mission of the organization. Tony, can you uh, can you translate that D plus into any dollars? Do you know, that uh, you know a grade level is one thing, but do you have any idea what the dollar amount that represents? Um, if if I remember correctly, uh, it's it's about three and a half trillion dollars. The the investment that we're going to have to make between now and twenty twenty, just so, to get just to get up on parity. Just to, yes. So wow. that's that's not to excel. That's not that's just to get up on parity where we should be. Wow. So, um, 
it's definitely something that is important and it's becoming more important as as we continue to go down this road and defer maintenance on our infrastructure. Lots of stories to be told to try to get the to, to three and a half trillion dollars. Yeah. But uh, would, would just like to kind of wrap up today by encouraging our folks. You know, it's not easy. We know it's not easy. We know you're pulled in a lot of different directions. We know this takes some time and some investments. Don't try to start off with a 140-page document right off the bat, but start trying to tell your story, find out what's important to people, understand who you're talking to, put the things in front of them in a way that they relate to the mission of the organization that you're in, and uh, you'll have much more success in, uh, in really moving from a no to a yes. Yeah, as Bob mentioned, I just want to reiterate, start small. Uh, I've, I've been in a lot of offices. I know you're pulled in 100 different directions. Start small. Stop, start with something that's manageable and just start making progress. But I think the key word there is start. Yeah, start. Start. Take action. Uh, and uh, So we appreciate everybody uh, joining us today. And uh, if you um, would like to, we'd love to hear from you. If you'll email us at dspodcast at dudesolutions.com. And uh, share your comments with us. And uh, we really want you to subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. And uh, tell your other facility friends about us. and and, uh, Because we just do this for you, to help you guys out. And just to share some of the experiences that we're gleaning from uh, conversations that we have with uh, hundreds of your peers every day. And uh, we just uh, want to share that back out to make you more successful. Guys, I hope you have a great week. Have a great day. Talk to you later. Bye.